Episode 54. I'm Ali. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, uh, Andrew and Alex. Andrew, you know him as the stat whiz who calls us out when we fail his quizzes every time he asks a question. And Alex is the guy that just loves the game of football but doesn't really understand all of the nickel package <laughs> defense. Yeah, that's that's us. That's us, your crew today. <laughs> well, you, you purposely asked me not to ask a trivia question. So while I have you, um, who... What middle line? Who? I won't even give you the position. Who wore number fifty-four for the Eagles back during the McNabb era? Jeremiah it's a little layup. All right, thank you. It's a little layup. Yeah. See, we're just we're now. just getting warm. Come on up now. Here. Come on now. Um, before we get into this episode, a quick reminder, uh, drop us a follow on our Instagram page. Alex, are we at five hundred followers? Say close we're to six hundred followers. Almost at 600 followers. And I got to say, the engagement has been awesome. There's so many DMs, so many people that want to come on and talk to us. Um, We appreciate it. We've tripled the amount of podcast views we get in a week since we launched like three, four weeks ago. So you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for for all the engagements. Winging.it.pod. Please make sure you guys give us a follow. At 1,000 followers, we're going to have some big announcements coming. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, wingingit.it.pod. Join us on our YouTube page. Uh, Make sure you like and hit that subscribe button as well as hitting that notification bell to make sure that you don't miss any content. We're coming out with two videos at least per week. This is like content coming at you at such a high rate of speed. Um, If you're on Facebook, if you're still you know, hanging out in Facebook in that world. Uh, we're on there as well. Uh, please also drop us a follow on Apple podcast as well as Spotify. We mentioned SoundCloud last week. I didn't know people could subscribe to sound. I, I guess if you're on SoundCloud, can. make you sure can. you, you drop us a follow there. Um, before we jump into this episode, this is the Eagles against the Vikings week. Uh, matchup where we're looking ahead at our our Eagles-Vikings Thursday night football game. As we did last week when we brought on a special guest to represent our opposing team, this week I want to extend a warm winging it welcome to our friend Sarah on the podcast. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. So before we were doing the little run through on what our show is going to look like, Sarah was actually at a really cool place a few years ago in you was it U.S. Bank Stadium? Yeah. Show the yep. camera what what uh, what momentum you have there. Wow. Super Bowl Fifty Two, Eagles win. As much as that breaks my heart, <laughs> I was there. Uh, great game. So, congrats, guys, on your Super Bowl. Sarah, For give us not a little bit our- of. Yeah, For everyone not on our YouTube page, Sarah was holding up uh, the the esteemed ticket, ticket of our 
first yeah. and only Super Bowl win. Uh, sadly, uh, Alex and I did not get to have the pleasure of, of holding our tickets. Um, it's all right. We're going to go to Vegas this year, right, Ali? That's right. Uh, Sarah, give us a little bit of background on just like your fandom upbringing. Have you always been a Vikings fan? Are your parents Vikings fans or are they not? It's like, give us a little bit of background on uh, your your uh, your team here. Yeah, um, always been diehard Vikings fan. Uh, my family, friends, my husband. Seems like everyone I know is a Vikings fan for the most part. I have some Green Bay fans in my family, oh. <laughs> which is terrible. Um, but yeah, so just always grew up watching football. Sundays were for football. Um, lots of heartbreak in our family when it comes to Vikings, but you know, Vikings fan fans through and through. Um, so hopefully one of these years we'll see the a Eagles, Super Bowl the, and win. You know, the Eagles and the Vikings, you know, we, we have a lot of shared history. You know, our quarterback, good old Randall, hopped over to Minnesota after he was finished with the Eagles, and it was like he was reborn. Yep. That was the greatest, that was one of the most fun teams to watch. They kind of remind me of kind of like how Miami is these days or honestly maybe how the Eagles are but they had Randy Moss they had Chris Carter and I just remember Randall just dropping back and he would just sling that thing all over the field and then you know now a a few short years later you took Jalen Rager off of our hands so thank you thank you you. (laughs) let's not forget Sam Bradford I think we got a couple of draft picks for for Sam Bradford as well from the Chip Kelly era yeah we like to imagine if we actually yeah Imagine if we picked up that bum, Justin Jefferson. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> Total off. All right, boys. Well, how do we want this to look? I mean, we have a game upcoming. We were a little bit worried about uh, what happened during the New England game. I have to say, it felt like some of the wind was taken out of our sails when we when we thought about this. But I do think going into the week, we actually have a pretty good history against the Minnesota Vikings. So fun little quick stat for you. The Eagles have beat the Vikings at Lincoln Financial Field the last 10 out of 13 times they played. And the last three wins, we won by an average of 17 points. So not only have we been beating up on the team in purple, but we've also been beating them pretty convincingly. Andrew, let's start with you. What is your take? What are the keys to success? What are you worried about? And then maybe we can go into a score prediction. Overall... I think that this is going to be a higher scoring game. Everything that I, when I think of this game, I, I think of the Eagles. I'm really looking forward to seeing our passing attack because it was not what we had hoped for in new England. You know, we can blame the weather. We can blame being on the road. We can blame first game rust, but I think even though it's a short week, if there's a team you can throw the ball on, it's Minnesota. Uh, last year, they were they ranked second in yards allowed, or second worst in yards allowed, I should Oof. say. Um, so this is a team that gives up yards through the air. However, guys, I I don't like the level of worry that I have, and a, a lot of that is due to the Eagles' injuries. Uh, we we saw Nicobe Dean's probably going to be out mm-hmm. for multiple weeks. We saw James Bradbury is still in the concussion protocol. And then this, yeah. And then this week or uh, today, earlier today, I saw Reed Blankenship on the injury report. So I was already kind of fearing TJ. I mean, obviously I fear Justin Jefferson. Like, yes, I think that Darius Slay can match up with Justin Jefferson last year. I believe Jefferson was held in check for the most part. So obviously I'm confident in, in Slay, but I mean, 
I feel like it's going to be a really tall order for the Eagles to have to stop both Jefferson and Hawkinson after seeing how the Patriots had success through the air. I'm, I'm confident with our run defense right now. Uh, Madison, Alexander Madison doesn't scare me, but I am worried about our pass attack. So um, whoever wants to piggyback off of that, I'm, I am fearful of, the, of tomorrow night's game. Sarah, yeah. why don't we pass it over to our guests to kind of give your analysis? Sure. Um, I had a lot of the same thoughts. I think that our biggest impact will be TJ Hawkinson. Um, just knowing that the Eagles did struggle with the Patriots tight end and knowing that Flores comes from Belichick, I think we're probably going to run something similar. Um, and plus TJ Hawkinson is pretty solid for us and the dude just looks like a Viking. So I'm hoping (laughs) that, uh, he can help us and be a big factor in this game, but I am interested too in the Jefferson and Slay matchup just to see um, how that compares this year. Obviously, Slay shut him down last year, so hoping that we can find a way to get Jefferson open. Um, but I think it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how um, Addison plays for us if Jefferson is tied up with Slay. So I think that's right. my hot take right now um, offensively. Yeah, that's a good point about um, Addison, right? Uh, Bradbury coming out um, and still in the concussion protocol means uh, Job is going to be uh, the the person replacing James Bradbury. I do think that's going to be one of the more interesting matchups. Addison had a pretty solid game against the Buccaneers. This is, is such a weird time during the football season, the first couple of weeks, because everyone is still kind of feeling each other out because you play one team and you're not really sure if this team is actually good or if it's kind of a bad game, right? So when the Vikings last year in week one beat on the Green Bay Packers and we struggled against the Detroit Lions in the first week, I remember texting our group thread saying, hey, I can't wait for the Minnesota Vikings to carve up our defense next week. And it actually turned out to be a pretty lopsided win. Um, I wonder if Mac Jones, who had a lovely, wonderful time against our the middle of our defense, carving it up, if he has taken that next step, that next level in accuracy and being able to read the middle of the field. So completely agree with you, Sarah. Um, the, the Addison matchup, uh, first of all, thank you for, for calling him Slay. That's a, it's a really solid, uh, <laughs> s- solid, uh, solid thing that you're doing for us. Uh, for everyone who, who's not aware, uh, Slay does not being does not like being called Darius. So uh, it's sorry, Slay. Sorry, Slay. Sorry. I I mentioned the D word Slay. I won't happen. It won't happen again. Um, But no, I I completely agree on all your points there. Alex, what do you think? Yeah. So um, the Vikings are in a really weird position right now. I mean, Kirk had three turnovers last week. Uh, Two of them were, were either mishandled snaps. No, one was a, one was a mishandled snap. One was a sack that, got and then one was an interception and it's really weird when you actually look at their upcoming schedule so this is like brutal when you think about they have the los angeles chargers the carolina panthers the kansas city chiefs chicago bears and the 49ers like if they don't win tomorrow there's a very real chance that that elite team last year that was i would say is probably a top three or four team in the nfc could start off two and five that just goes to show you the N- what the NFC is and and the and thank goodness the Eagles play in in this conference <laughs> but it's just it's 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 insane to me so like i feel like there's a lot of panic 
in um in in the locker room in Minnesota right now and and we've gone through three people and nobody's brought up that this is a primetime game and it's Kirk Cousins yet. It is primetime Kirk. And and it's gotten so bad that he knows that he's primetime Kirk. If you watch the quarterback documentary, he talks about it all the time. I also find that that documentary is really funny because that you like that. He has like that like all over this like little like secret, secret football room. room. That was a roast. That is not like something that you should be like proud of. Like that is like we're making fun of you. Everyone's making fun of you, and then it's a laughing at you, not laughing. Yeah, it's with a laughing. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, like it's so cheesy and corny that even the 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 Redskins or Commanders or whatever they were back then, um, like you know, put it on put it on towels and stuff. So so it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, I agree with everything you guys said. I think T.J. Hawkinson is going to be the biggest problem. Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, you know, really had our number out. And I really think it's going to come down to two things. Um, one, uh, we have to great we have to create pressure on Kirk Cousins. Um, we didn't do a very good job of that last week. Kirk is a vet. I don't think he has very elite pocket presence. We have to create pressure on him. And two, I agree with you, Andrew. I think it's going to be high scoring. So we simply just have to score more points than them and punt as little as possible. I think that our offense. Um, is going to be a little bit better. I think that Nick got into Jalen's head. Let's also not forget that with Kenny Gainwell out, we have a fresh leg in DeAndre Swift and fresh legs in um, um, Rashad Penny, cool. yep. which is which is what was your sleeper pick for the week, Andrew, and two or three touchdowns? What was it, like plus 10,000 odds at one point? Well, you know, I, I got a little I, a little birdie told me that that Gainwell was, was dealing with a rib injury. And this was well before that news had been released. And at that time, Rashad Penny, I think, was at plus 10,000 odds. So I was able to put five dollars on Penny to score two touchdowns, uh, you know, which is doable. And my five dollar bet could win five hundred dollars, which, hey, you know, it's and one touchdown was plus seven fifty. So that that got sliced in half, you know, the more that the Gainwell news uh, started coming out. But yeah, anyway, back to yeah. back to you. But so so I I, I think that it's going to be a high scoring game. I actually have the total amount of points here at 61. I know that's like pretty ridiculous, but I think that it's going to be high. It's going to be very close. I'll give you guys my score prediction here in a little bit. Um, Sarah, you heard three Eagles fans give their analysis. <laughs> Where are we crazy? Where are we wrong? Do you agree with us? What do, what do you think the, the final score is going to be? Yeah, I had 28-21 Vikings. Yeah. I know that's... Uh probably not the best uh, guess to go with. I I went back and forth all week, really, on if I thought the Vikings would pull out a win or not. I think there's some factors that are really going to hinder us, and that's going to be our offensive line. It's terrible. Our starting center is out, um, and Ed Ingram, our guard, is terrible. So I'm a little nervous for our offensive line. Um I think that's my biggest factor. I do think offensively we're pretty comparable, but I do think the Eagles have a slight edge on us. I think defensively, I think we'll be okay. And I do think it will be a high scoring game, but it'll just depend on if we can give Kirk time. Um, so I did pick the Vikings. It's my hot take. <laughs> um, but going to Philly and beating the Eagles is a big, a big ask. So. It's all right. If you, if you tuned in last week, you would have saw that I picked the Patriots to win week one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it yeah. is. No, and, you know, and your friend you, and, and Chris picked the Eagles to win. So you were the only one that didn't pick that. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, but you know, 
and in, in regards to your offensive line comments, like although true, the Patriots had two of their starters out on their offensive line, and you know I think we had okay amount of pressures, but Mac Jones fifty four passes over three hundred yards. Um, if 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 Kirk was faced with the same amount of pressure, I have no trouble believing that he would throw for four, or maybe even five hundred yards in a game like that. Yeah, Kirk definitely has to have a big game, I think, for us um, to pull off the win, but. And if the Eagles are are unable to provide steady pressure, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a really big game. I think this is really going to come down to the Eagles being able to apply pressure. You know, they need to finish this game with three or four sacks. They, they're if they only finish with one sack, uh, I don't think the Eagles are going to win. Um, yeah, I, I think that the holes in the defense are going to be too much to overcome. I can see this just being a shootout. The team with the ball last might kick a field goal to win the game. Um, I have the score similar to you, Alex. I have it at 60. I have this as a 31 29 game. Yeah. <laughs> I am seriously like I, I have been really leaning Vikings. I'm not going to only because it, it, this is, this is primetime Kirk cousins. And also the Eagles have won seven of their last eight Thursday night games. So I think that they have enough going for them. Um, and, you know, I'm also kind of curious if the Eagles just go like one linebacker and they maybe like bring Sidney Joneses as an extras. Like I, I they they're going to need to get creative defensively because they just don't have the linebacker talent. So I I, I, I I hope they can figure out a way to pressure the quarterback. So 31, 29 birds. Yeah, I Ali. think Sidney Brown is uh, Sidney Brown is Reed's backup. So uh, out of all of the safeties that could potentially replace him. I think Sidney Brown is going to get his first start um, tomorrow night. Um, he did have a, he- a heck of a hit on special teams last week. I was, I was excited for you, Ali. Uh, I, was, I was very excited as well. It's my boy. It's my boy, Sidney. Um, I don't necessarily think this is going to be a close game. Um, I agree with everything that you guys said uh, in that if we can't pressure Kirk Cousins, then it's going to turn ugly. Um, however, I do have faith in the fact that this is our first game of the season. The crowd is going to play an impactful role in this game, uh, not allowing Kirk Cousins to be able to hear the play call, making it difficult at the line of scrimmage. Um, and I think by the end of this game, Uh, we will have the ball at the end with a comfortable lead where we don't have to convert on fourth down in order to, in order to win. Um, So in this case, I think, um, I I think this game is going to end at 38, 21 Eagles. 38, 21. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing Uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Bakers to uh, to to beat uh, Kirk. He had to do three turnovers. We are going to need one or two turnovers in this game. I don't. I think this is gonna be one of the games where we don't see the uh, the Vikings punt an awful lot, uh, if at all. Um, so, like I said, we we just have to score the points more than they do. If we see a few punts and uh, and and Kirk can can just throw the ball to Slay, which. I just don't even think he needs to go to Jefferson. I just think he's going to go to Hawkinson and just single out Job the whole time. 
Um, so I'm going to go very closely to you, Andrew. And the funny thing is I was thinking about that today and I almost gave that same exact score. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go 30, 31 birds. It is. It, it may even be a game that goes into overtime. Um, just an absolutely uh, close game. I'm excited. Ali and I are going to be there tomorrow. We'll make sure we post plenty of pictures. Uh, first game uh, that we'll be at together since the Super Bowl in in Phoenix. Um, so hopefully uh, you're not a bad omen for me. We can go to more games together, Ali. I'm and really if, close if, to changing my pick just knowing that both of you are going to be there because the, yeah. the last time it didn't end so well. So I'm yeah, scarred. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. scarred. Alex, if uh, <laughs> if we lose tomorrow, uh, I think consider it the last game we go we go together. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's a pretty accurate uh, uh, statement there. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else we want to talk about the game? Or we want to get into swinging it. Um, I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on. Uh, you know, we've talked about this over the last couple of years about MetLife Stadium and yeah. the field. Just considering Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, Sarah, what do you think? I accidentally muted your mic. I heard a scratching noise, so um, I put you back in. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I don't know a lot uh, between the difference in turf and grass. Um, I, I'm going to make probably an uneducated guess here, but I think the way that he fell and the injury that happened would probably happen regardless if it was turf or grass. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's wrong, but just from what I saw, I felt like that could have happened. I mean, statistically, statistically speaking, I've read reports that like there is no statistical difference in injuries between grass fields and turf fields. Anecdotally, though, I've seen so many Giants players and Jets players and Eagles players and Cowboys players and Commanders players like blow out their knees on that specific field and on artificial turf. Odell Beckham Jr. blew out his knee in the Super Bowl in a non-contact injury on turf, right? So... Mm. I, I, I get the math, I get the data aspect of it, but when I see it happen recurring and it's on artificial turf, I'm like, mm, is it actually the same? And what is the main difference? Is it slicker? Is it harder? I don't. I guess I'm not super familiar with turf. It, I, I think it boils down to we've just seen a lot of big names go down, specifically in MetLife. And I think MetLife what makes their turf a little bit unique is it's an outdoor stadium, but it's, it's turf on the outdoor. And I, I can't think of another outdoor turf stadium in the NFL. And if I can, there's probably where a lot of injuries are U S bank. Um, uh, what's another dome? The one in Atlanta, Mercedes Benz, uh, those are all turf, but they're, they're in at Lucas oil. Like they're all indoor. Right. So like that makes sense. And then Ali and I, uh, when we went to Phoenix, that stadium actually they roll out the field and it's grass and it came back in but that was a lot of controversy too because they said that it wasn't maintained right and it was really slick and that ended up uh being being our problem what do you think andrew uh i think that turf is one of those words that if you say it enough it stops sounding like a real word like you just kind of repeat a word turf. over and over again turf 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 turf, turf. I'm like turf. Yeah, turf. i've said turf. it's turf is it's yeah. not a real word turf anymore. Yeah. That's happened to me with lunch. I've, I was just, I just sat there one day. I said lunch like 15 straight times. I'm like, lunch is no longer a word. Um, so that's kind of all I feel about turf. I, I really enjoy how much the word turf has come up in the last minute and a half. And um, I think Met, just, I don't know, just add it to the list of things that are stupid about MetLife Stadium, whether it's like the crappy 
concourse or or thinking that they serve like actual Philly cheesesteaks there oh, or yeah. <laughs> actually not even being located in in New York when we're trying to honor September 11th. So it's like this you're not right. even in New York. But aside yeah. from that, um yeah, hate 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 to see hate to see injuries. You know, I, and and I hear a lot of talk about like the owners are greedy and they're not going to want to switch it out for natural grass because I mean, and there's even a consensus a, among a lot of players that it's so, easier to maintain, you know, like turf, you know, it requires. Well, also like think about like the, just, I mean, MetLife is, 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 is enormous. I think we confirmed on a recent episode last year, that it is the biggest seating attendance of any NFL stadium um, because of like just the size of who they, like the Giants played really? there on, yeah, the Giants played there on Sunday and the Jets played there on Monday. You would not have a grass field ready to go in one day it would be a mud pit and then everyone would complain about how muddy and unkept it is and then you think about just like the size of events that are at MetLife right like I guarantee that's where Taylor Swift did her show they have monster truck shows like that is you know New York City is like the center of the world and then with the center of the world comes massive entertainment like I just don't think logistically it's possible to rip up all the all the turf and put grass there because of just the the amount of events that, that go on there I think it's stupid that they share a stadium. I, I, I'd be pissed if I was a fan and just felt like I have to share with my roommate on everything and like schedules and everything gets made. Like what happens if they play each other? New York Giants and the Jets play each other. Like season ticket holders for one team doesn't get to go. Like that sounds ridiculous. So they should play. They probably, they should play each other this year. I mean, I think our division, we play that AFC division. So they, they will they do play. Year. They do play each other. I think the Jets are the away team. They've got to go into the away locker rooms. While the Giants, what a yeah. what a what, what a, a ridiculous oh, a, thing! NFL is a multi-billion-dollar industry, and you have to have two. That's dumb. That's dumb. Come on. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess the I mean, Jets answer, need all the help that they can get at this point. So maybe t- so a a a you know away game that's not really an away game is uh is is helpful. To to answer your question, Sarah, the um, difference between the grass and the turf, 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 turf. Yeah, turf. It's, it's yep, turf. not a word anymore. Yeah, not a word. Uh, the difference between the grass and the turf is uh, you get some give. <laughs> with, I had to say it one more time. You get some give with grass, right? So if you, uh, you know, stomp down pretty hard with your cleat, um, the mud, the ground, like absorbs it a little bit better versus not having any give and um, essentially creating much higher shock uh, on your joints, on your ligaments, etc. Sure. Yeah, I figured it was probably that. So thanks for clarifying. It yeah, also makes Daniel Jones look like a moron when he has a whole <laughs> bunch of tire pellets all over, or rubber pellets all over his face <laughs> with all of that. Getting is blown that out makes, 40. Is, that, is yeah. that what makes Daniel Jones look like a moron? Because I, I think yeah. he just... He just <laughs> or just like his team getting blown out himself. 40 to freaking nothing by the Cowboys. I think they're in for a rude awakening. Um, well, speaking of big blowouts, guys, I think last week was the best episode we've ever had for swinging at picks i mean andrew yes, and i have speak went for yourselves a- a- andrew and i have <laughs> literally gone to seasons without us picking a winning underdog pick for the week so andrew why don't you introduce the segment and we'll get into swinging it swinging it underdog picks for the week Well, my friends, I'm going to start having to listen to all of you on game day and play some wagers along the lines of whatever you guys are feeling because you guys all took care of business last week. You swung for the fences 
and you freaking nailed it. So to, to give a quick recap, Sarah, there's going to be a lot of pressure on you today because right now <laughs> the front runners, the front runner is the audience. The so, audience is leading. Yeah. So last week, Chris selected the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to defeat your Minnesota Vikings. And because of that, they are in, you are in the lead with six points, followed by Alex, who picked the Lions, who beat the Kansas City Chiefs, who saw that coming. Alex did. Sure uh, did. So Alex is on the board with four and a half. Right behind Alex, we have Ali, who the Zach Wilsons beat the Buffalo Frauds. And you and then Ali's on the board with a whole two and a half points. Then there's I never me. had a doubt. I never had a doubt in Zach Wilson. Even when <laughs> oh my, that Garrett Wilson catch, by the way, was absurd. That, that whole game Insane. was absurd. Sick. Freaking it was a fun. Sick. And then, uh, you know, to round things out, uh, when I say round things out, that's because I got a big fat zero for selecting the Carolina Panthers over the Atlanta Falcons. I got served. They did not look good. So anyway, that's where we are. New week ahead of us. A new time to shine. Let's start off with the leaders. Sarah, you have the floor. I know you already picked the Vikings before. I don't know if that's who's going to be your swing and a pick, but hit us with it. That is. Yep. That is my underdog pick is the Vikings. Smart, smart, smart. So what line did you see the Vikings at? I'm on DraftKings right now. I currently see the Vikings as a six and a half point underdog, which is one of the bigger spreads of the week. Yeah, when I looked, it was seven. I don't know if that matters. but I, I think we can trust you, you guys. I think seven is, is, we'll go is acceptable. Sure. That would be All a right. monster lead for the audience <laughs> if, <laughs> if they got two, if they got that many points right away. Judging based right. on how last season went, where like the entire back half, none of us were were hitting on any of them. Anyway, it was rough. It was I'm going to go last. I want Andrew to go next because he didn't have it. Then we'll go to Ali and I'll finish this because out. You, because you stole mine last week. Because I stole right. yours last week. So I'm hoping you're going to yes. steal mine. Well, thank you for throwing me a bone because I need all the help I can get. Uh, I, I really strongly considered the Vikings, which shouldn't be a surprise because I was very torn on that outcome. And, you know, I need to get back in the game here. So I don't want to go for a little one-pointer or two-pointer. So I need not. something with that has a little bit of, a, you know, a little life to it. But there's really not much to choose from. Um, I am going to go with, this is a baby pick, but I'm, 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 I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are okay. a two-point underdog against the Cleveland Browns. It's a divisional matchup. The Steelers got embarrassed by the 49ers last week. I'm just trying to get on the board. You know, it doesn't have to be a lot, but it's a primetime game in Pittsburgh. I think that Cleveland won last week. Pittsburgh lost. I think things even out a little bit this week. So give me the whole two points for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All righty then. Getting on the board. I like it. I like it. I was getting really nervous as you were talking. I thought you were going to take my pick. But uh, I am going to swing for the fences with this one. I am picking the Las Vegas Raiders against the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, I've maintained that he's looking like 2017 Josh Allen. He was supposed to throw the balls to the team with the blue jerseys and was throwing the balls <laughs> to the team from New Jersey. And I expect I expect uh, that it's going to continue to happen this weekend. Uh, I liked, I really liked how Jimmy G played uh, against, again, I don't know if the Broncos are good under Sean Payton. I don't know if they're bad, um, but Jimmy G was playing. Some uh, he he was putting the balls in some in some pretty tight spaces. Um, he threw a couple of interceptions, I think, one or two um, that really weren't his fault. They just got broken up and tipped up in the air and got intercepted. So, put me down for the Las Vegas Raiders against the Buffalo Bills. I understood the Carson Wentz comparison finally during that game. 
It it that's the mo that was a very Carson Carson Wentz like performance yep. by Josh he's, Allen. He's got no focus, all athleticism. That guy just like shows up to heave the ball as fast or as far as he can. <laughs> yeah. He he looked identical to to Carson Wentz on on that game. Um okay. You did not steal my pick. So I'm happy to say the Cincinnati Bengals looked absolutely awful this week. Uh, they are a three-point underdog. Uh, I'm sorry, Baltimore Ravens are a three-point underdog to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is a baller. I think he just hasn't played in an NFL game in a while, and he still looked okay for the most part. He needs to focus on ball security. Uh, he reminds me of that Donovan McNabb. My bad. My bad where he's patting his chest and everything every time he's uh, he's dropping mm-hmm. back. But I think the Ravens uh, have the Bengals' number. I don't know what to deal with Joe Burrow is, man. Um, Deshaun Watson didn't look good either. I mean, that whole, that whole division went from like, you know, an elite one that we liked watching them duke it out to, you know, the Steelers just getting absolutely blown out. The Bengals looking absolutely awful two days after Joe Burrow became like what the highest paid quarterback in the league and Deshaun Watson with like a whole bunch of no names out there doing stuff. So give me the Ravens to, uh, to, to, to win against the Bengals in that one. Some good news for you, Alex. I, I'm looking at DraftKings and I see that the Ravens are a three and a half point underdog. Ooh, so I'll even ooh, give you that extra half me. point. You know, you, we got it. We got to. Besides making up words like turf, you have integrity. And those are just two things that I absolutely love about you, man. Thank you for that. Turf and integrity. Turf and integrity. <laughs> we're, that's what we we're going to call that, this we, we need to put that in, we need to put that in a, <laughs> yeah. we need to put that on just, a shirt. Yes. I am a little surprised <laughs> that the Bengals are a three and a half. Well, Yes and no. The Bengals are a three and a half point uh, favorite against the Ravens. Now the Bengals are at home, so I can understand that. But this feels that game feels an awful lot like a trap to me because the Ravens, yeah, they're coming off of a win. Granted, they beat the Houston Texans, which might be one of the worst. They're, they will be one of the worst. Yeah, the Vikings lost to the Bucks. Whatever. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Sarah. <laughs> oof, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know why, and but and I, the, I, the Cleveland Browns had the logo of Baker Mayfield on their field in the middle of that game against the Bengals. <laughs> The elf running around. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's great. Anyway, it's going to be interesting. Uh, good luck to all of you. Not so well. Yeah. Good luck to the audience, even though if you did, we are going, we were going to have a lot to be upset about if the Vikings win for multiple reasons. Now, swinging so. its ending. Uh, yeah. There's just a whole bunch of things that's not going to happen <laughs> the following week. So, all right, everyone. Well, Hey, thank you so much for kicking it with us. Uh, episode 54, make sure you follow us on YouTube, Instagram, SoundCloud for all you boomers out there. Um, and <laughs> we will get a recap out to you probably after the Monday, maybe Tuesday of next week. So we're going to take a few days just with travel and stuff this weekend, but thank you for kicking it with us. Talk to you later. Peace. Go birds. Oh, 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 oh,